Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Lawrence Sprung on the line. He's president over at Midland Financial. Larry, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam, thanks for having me. appreciate it. All right, so uh, I'm excited to get today's topic. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, the commitment to charity and wealth management and go in a little bit further into the wealth management field. Um, but before we do that, let's go a little bit further into what you're doing over at Midland Financial. So tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, sure, Adam. Uh, Midland Financial, we're a SEC-registered investment advisory firm. We're in the uh, wealth management field. Uh, essentially, we help people become and remain financially independent. And we do that by helping them design and develop a financial plan. And we act as almost their CFO and help them execute it over time and make sure that all areas of their financial life are being addressed. What are um, typically some of the right types of uh, – at at the end of this, I'm, of course, going to give you the opportunity to leave your website or contact information. What are typically the right types of clients that are usually a good fit for Midland Financial? Sure. Uh, well, we, we think that, uh, you know, some of the best clients for us, uh, typically are on the either end. We call it the barbell of the age approach, if you will. Uh, and what I mean by that is we're usually work well, very well with people who are on the younger side, uh, building a career, starting a family, being pulled in a million directions, and quite frankly, don't have the time to address their financial facts and circumstances on their own and want to hire somebody to help them manage their way through it. Uh, and that's where we come in. And then we also find on the older age of the scale or older end of the scale where people are entering, nearing, entering retirement and they're at a place where they don't want to manage their day-to-day finances. They don't want to manage their financial plan, their assets. They'd rather travel spend time with friends and family, they typically are ideal clients for us also because they're willing to turn over that uh, those tasks to us, and we, uh, we do very well in those areas. So we're really looking for people who are busy, who don't have the time to handle it on their own, and see the value in engaging a firm like ours to take on that responsibility for them. So uh, I know this is going to vary, right, from client to client, situation to situation, um, but I do want to kind of – I know as long as you've been in the business that uh, certain themes tend to arise and show up over and over again. So I kind of want to address both sides of the barbell with this question. So let's start first with um, with the – let's just say the left side, the younger side, if you will. Um, sure. What are, what, are, um, what are some of the common reasons that this, um, this population or this group tend to kind of miss some of their financial objectives or goals? I think it's it's just a mere lack of time in a lot of instances. Uh, you know, they're, you're, you find that they're in a position where they've gotten married, bought a house, mm. advancing in their career, having kids, and things are happening very fast. And it, you know, sometimes some of the important things end up falling to the wayside. Uh, and they just need a little bit of guidance, somebody to help them lay out a game plan and help them stick to it 
and somebody who can address questions and concerns as they come up. For instance, you know, should I refinance the house? We're thinking of relocating. What should we do? Uh, I have stock options. How should I handle those? So there's a lot of decisions that, you know, unfortunately, as we're building our careers, getting married, having kids, and we're being pulled in a million directions, sometimes some of those important decisions are either made in haste or not really ever even encountered or evaluated. So that's where we come in and we help keep them on task. Let's uh, let's move down the line of the barbell too. We're going to call this the right side of the barbell. Um, so for, for that for that group, um, what are some of the reasons why as they're entering retirement or maybe they're in retirement, um, they're kind of hitting missing the mark at times on uh, on really achieving what they want to get done. So a lot of times as they're entering retirement, a lot of folks want to either make sure that they're going to be able to retire in the fashion that they want. Uh, or they simply really know that already and just want some reassurances. Uh, but I think more importantly than that, as they enter those years, they want to make sure, you know, they're, they're moving probably from a stage of asset accumulation to asset decumulation. And they want to make sure that they're pulling assets out of the right place in the most tax efficient way. And, and they don't really want to have to worry about the daily money management. Uh, of their assets. So that's where we come in and help them with those uh, different uh, facts and circumstances and walk them through it. Let's uh, let's go into the, the uh, charity side of things and a commitment to charity. So where do you want to start with that one? So, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, as uh, somebody in the wealth management field, I think we have a responsibility uh, to charity and to be charitable. Um, as many people who work with us uh, no, uh, I've sat and been very involved with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention uh, personally and through my company. Uh, my wife and I have raised uh, in excess of a million and a half dollars uh, since we lost my brother-in-law in 2004 uh, for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And we also get involved in other charitable endeavors. One of the uh, neat things I have going on right now on social media. Uh, my family and myself, we're a big hockey family. So uh, both my boys play travel ice hockey and we spend a lot of time in ice rinks. So in September, I started a little uh, charity thing where basically I film a one minute video at every rink that I attend. And uh, every other Tuesday, I post a video of a rink I'm at. People guess what rink I'm at, and at the end of that week, we basically take all the correct answers, and I pick a winner, and we make a donation uh, in the winner's name to a charity of their choice. Um, it's just a fun way to uh, make my family's, uh, you know, hockey experiences uh, known, and we turn it into a charitable endeavor. And it all started because about a year ago I was at a rink and I posted a video of one of my sons playing hockey and somebody said, oh, a couple of people started commenting, I know what rink that's at. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, York Ice in Pennsylvania. So I said, you know what, I'm connected with a lot of hockey people. This could be fun and we could, you know, give money back to charity. So uh, that's what we did. And I think to some degree, being in the money business, the financial wealth management business, mm -hmm. we almost have a responsibility to do that and, and be charitably inclined. 
Let some, and, and I love that, and I love that story, and that, I love when things come up like that, like very, like, kind of just organic. <laughs> You're not planning it, because I'm sitting here thinking, like, how the heck do you think of that idea? Like, that's really, you know, it's unique, but it's like, of course, because it just happens. Somebody's commenting, like, I know where you're at. Like, all right, this is good. Um, I got it. I know what we're doing. Like, I love it. Um, so that being yeah, said, let's, let's talk. Yep, Let's get into. I want to get into a little bit on the on the charity side specifically for and how that fits into um, financial planning. Now, obviously, that's going to be different for every different person, and they they should talk to their advisor about their specific situation. But um, that being said, like, what do you see? Like, what component or where does the where does the financial planning side of thing? Where does charity kind of fit in there? Well, I think you know it, it, you have to have that charity component. It, you know, you have to have an interest and a conviction to a specific charity uh, to incorporate it into your planning. And, you know, if you have that conviction uh, for a specific charity and to be charitably inclined, it's definitely something that has to be incorporated into the greater picture of your financial plan. Uh, it may come in as an estate planning tool. It may come in as simply a financial planning tool. And there are so many different ways that you can leave money to charity, um, you know, and have it utilized by them and also benefit from it yourself, either while you're living or have your estate benefit from, from it upon your demise that, uh, you know, it's something that, you know, should be thought about and reviewed if you have that charitable conviction uh, because it could be a huge planning tool for you and your family. Yeah, I love it. And, uh, and, and, and I like to just throw this out there. It works for both sides of the barbell. So even if you're just getting started, those small amounts in the beginning are still a big deal because it's a habit. To me, it's also the habit of giving and a habit of adding that in your plan. And as you get further along in life and other things, then you might look at other, you know, at increasing amounts. But, um, um, that being said, I'll just throw that out there on my end. Both ends of the barbell, right and left, that I arbitrarily made can benefit. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with, I agree with you thousand percent and you know also we've seen people's charitable inclinations change over time you know mm -hmm. uh you know 10 15 20 years ago uh i was a big contributor to the american cancer society because my mom had passed away from cancer and then after my brother-in-law's passing uh, i became because of his battle with bipolar disorder uh, it became very important to us to support the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So those inclinations can change over time, as well as the, uh, the your propensity to be able to give as well as you move from the left side of the barbell to the right. So, Larry, that being said, um, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Midland Financial or to connect with your team, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out? Sure. We're on all over any of the social media channels. You can certainly visit our website at Mitlin, M-I-T-L-I-N, financial.com. Uh, all of our contact information is there. Or you could also reach us by the old-fashioned telephone, 844, the number 4, Mitlin, M-I-T-L-I-N. 
Fantastic. Well, Larry, great having you on the show today. Appreciate you uh, taking us through your barbell approach to financial planning and uh, and also your, your views on charity. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments in the video. I mean, love to know what kind of things and projects you're working on. And Larry, thanks again for coming on the show. 